every time my alarm goes off. Depends on the sport a little bit, but it just, it. I need to worry that bad what I can say. I'm so excited to hit this workout. Yeah. I'm so glad my parents never let me. You're listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Live, Live, Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Kinsler, and today I have Craig Jones on the show. Now, Craig is on the show for a few reasons. Uh, firstly, his transformation that he's done with his own body, I think, is brilliant. Um, you can check that out on his social media. Uh, he also is working with uh, people to help. I think what's it? Help people live a more frustrated men live. And, and more electrifying life is that would i be right in saying that's the, the slogan or the model hang on, yeah um yeah just helping men basically go on the journey that i've been on uh for the last well personal development i started working on myself in personal development um at the beginning of 2021 so right at the uh at the start of january so just yes. over a year ago uh but the the physical transformation that's Taking about three and a half years altogether. Um, I actually got weighed this morning, uh, and I weigh, I weigh twelve stone nine now, and I was nineteen two when I started. So it's like bang on six and a half stone as of this morning. But that that side of it's taken like three and a half years. Yeah, and I, I, that's like firstly that's amazing, and just the photos alone that you've posted are are amazing. But I think for a lot of people to understand that, as you say, it takes three and a half years. It takes time. It's not going to yeah, be done yeah. in six weeks. A lot of people believe that they can literally flip it all. It, it took them years to get there, and they're going to be able to undo it in six weeks. Whereas, like as you say, like it's it, it took time, it takes effort and consistency. But what kind of how did you end up where you were three and a half years ago when you decided to? Nah, I've had enough. I need to change. I think there was. I think there's two different aspects, to be honest. The first one was my son. So he was starting to get to the age where like, he's, I mean, he's eight now, but he was starting to get to the age where everything I was doing, he could kind of, I was looking at him and thinking he's gonna understand what I'm doing now. Do you know what I mean? So for example, I smoked for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. And once he got to the age where he actually, like, I mean, I never smoked in the house, even when I smoked before I had children, after I never, ever did. But, like, if I was just nipping outside, for for example, and going in the garden and having a cigarette, and he's one year old, he doesn't mm. know what I'm doing. Yeah. But he was getting to the age where he did start to... I, I, I was very aware of the fact that he knew everything that I was doing. Yes. So then it started to play on my mind. So if I smoke, he's going to know that I'm smoking. If I'm unhappy he's going to see that I'm unhappy. Mm -hmm. If I'm out of shape, he's going to see that I'm out of shape. And all them things kind of started really hitting home to me as, as he was getting older. Um, and obviously, as his dad, I, I, I want to set the right example to him. So that was a big part of it, a massive part of it. Um, and the other one, to be honest, which is a big, big thing for me, is I think it happens with a lot of men when they get round to a certain age, when they get to like maybe, I mean, I'm 38 at the minute. I think round about that mid-30s point, up to maybe about 40, I think a lot of men have the realisation that that, that moment where you just think, no, no, I, ca I can't carry on like this anymore. Because mm -hmm. if I do, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, I I'm a big believer in, I, I actually put a post on yesterday like saying something to this effect, but I'm a big believer in like, people need to realize that we, we only do get one go at this. Yes. I know it's a cliche that people say like, and it, it often gets like thrown away. Nobody really takes any no real notice of it. But for me, there's no truer statement than that in the world. Like you only, you only get one go. Mm. And I started to get to the stage where I was thinking, if I don't fucking do something about this, like I'm gonna have some serious, serious regrets. Like I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to 50 year old, and it's gonna to be too late. Because yeah. then I'm not gonna be able to sort all this shit out. Do you know what I mean? Now I've still got chance. I've still got time at the minute to sort it all out. Um, but yeah, that, so the first thing was my son. The second thing was I think just reaching that point. That for me, everybody's got to reach if they're serious about getting a, a, a transformation a serious transformation in any any part of the life whether it's physical or uh, in personal development or whatever you've got to reach that stage where you literally 
you're not willing to put up with your own bullshit anymore, basically. And I know that might sound harsh to some people, but you have got to reach that stage and understand that if you want a dis different result from what you've always had, you're going to have to be willing to do something that you've never done. It's that simple. That you, you've got to have that mindset and you've got to reach that, that point where you just, like, yeah, you, you're sick of your own stories, you're sick of the reasons why you can't, because we're all capable. Mm, yeah, We're all capable. Do you know what I mean? A anybody that we speak to, uh, you, for example, in the gym, everybody, unless they've got something medically wrong with them, is, is capable of getting the result. It's just not everybody's willing to put in what they need to do to get it. That, that's, the hard, that, that's the harsh truth. And I 100% I, I agree, and I don't think a lot of people, like as you said, you need to find that um, kind of oh shit moment and yeah. I, it was, yeah, I read that. It wasn't when you were posted today, actually. And um, no, for me, when I look at that, I think a lot of people don't know how to, they just don't know how to get started. And I think sometimes when you talk, like, for example, when you talked about my transformation earlier on, the, the physical one and the fact that it took like three and a half years, I think, again, I think it's twofold. So I think sometimes... People are just not in the in the position where they're willing to put the necessary effort in. Like I said, I know some some of this might sound harsh, but it's like sometimes people want the result. We all want the result, but are you willing to do? If you're looking at someone else, because often, like for example, you'll maybe put a few transformation pictures out of clients that you work with, mm -hmm. and you've got absolutely banging results with them. Now, everybody that's out of shape that follows you. A look at that and go, oh, I'd love, I'd love that. That's what I want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I want that result. But how willing are you to do what that person's done in order to get it? That's yeah. the problem. If you're not willing to do what they've done to get it, you're not going to get it. That, that's the thing. So I think that's a, a big, big problem. And the, and the other one is I think sometimes people, they put themselves off because they look far too far too far down the line and, and, and they get they get scared and, and they doubt their own ability because they're trying to take themselves from where they are at the minute yeah. to where they want to be instead of just focusing. I mean, the, the main thing for me, just start. Yes. Just get started. Just get, don't worry about, if you're consistent, you'll get there. Yeah. Might take time. And, and the other understanding that you've got to have is, for example, like it took me three and a half years to get to where I am now. But it took me years to get where I was three and a half years ago. Mm. You know what I mean? To do all that yeah. damage that I've done and to get to 19 stone two and to be in the the position that I was in, that that accumulated over time. I didn't wake up one day like that. That was that was like months and months of bad habits on top yes. of each other, day after day, week after week. And to reverse that, I've got to be honest enough to admit that, well, it's probably <laughs> going to take a the similar amount of time to 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 fetch it back to where I want it to be. So you've got you've got to accept that. But yeah, I think sometimes people look far too far down the line. I don't know. They might be walking around at seventeen stone and want to be fourteen stone. Mm. Don't don't worry about like getting to fourteen stone and how hard it's. Just get started. Get started, and it's the simplest things initially. The simplest things. Just move more. Yeah. Just move more. Just just if if if, if you currently like I was at the beginning, and because I was doing nothing. I mean, my diet was horrendous. I was doing no exercise. Yeah. Never so much as even going on a walk. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't doing anything at all. So for me at that point, just going out for a 10-minute walk two or three times a week, I've made progress. I'm moving forward. That That's the attitude you've got to take with it. Because if it, And the other thing as well, getting those basics nailed down, until you can do that and until you can do the small things like, I know it sounds daft, but making sure that you have two litres of water a day minimum. Yeah. Making sure that you go for a walk two or three times. If you if you can't consistently do things like that, it's no good going further down the line and thinking you're going to take the world on. It's like you, you've got to be able to those bog standard basic things. You've got to be able to get them in place and then slowly start to move on. But yeah, I think some a lot of the time people like at the beginning they're so far away from where they want to be, it almost seems impossible to them. So they don't even get started. And it's like you've got to understand you're never going to get there if you don't start. Just start. That's all you have to do. Don't worry about going for too far down the line. Just start and then take small steps. And I think what you're saying about small steps, a lot of people, again, they feel like, oh, I have to do, join this gym. I need to get new clothes. I need to get, I was like, you just have to, today I'm going to go for a walk and it's going to be 10 minutes. Oh, but like John down the road does like runs every day. You haven't walked in months. 
a 10 minute walk is all you need. And then tomorrow can be a 10 minute walk. And like, as you said, just slowly start tipping away. And one of the things that you mentioned is that people like the idea of all the results. Yeah. But the practicality and the, and because the thing with it, it is going to be, there's going to be hard days and motivation doesn't last. And if anything in your life, anything in your life that you want that's worth having, yeah, is going to be hard because if it was easy, we'd all already have it. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean, it's it, the, again, there's got to be, and I do firmly believe that there's too many people out there that do want different results in different areas in their life, but they're just simply not willing to even try to put in the effort and the commitment mm. that's needed to get them. And, and, yeah. and unless you've got that, it's never going to happen. It's, it's never going to happen. There's and you'll have probably seen this yourself, but I mean, I've, I've talked to people who've reached out to me recently and uh, inquired about like working with me and things like that. And then they say all the right things and you can tell that they want the result. They've seen, I don't know, maybe they've seen my physical transformation or maybe yeah. they've seen um, the things that I've been doing, like when I've been uh, climbed Ben Nevis and did the Goggins challenge and things like that. And they're maybe looking at that and thinking, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. Mm. But then you get so far into the conversation, then when it starts getting real, yeah, as in, right, well, we're at that decision. Are you going to commit? Do you know what I mean? It's like this. This is the next step. The retreat back into the the, the same old excuses that's yeah. got them to where they currently are now start coming back into the red, and it's like until you can push past them, nothing's going to change. And I think nothing, that, nothing's going to change. I think that's partly because the, they have a fear of the failure. Yeah. But again, if you like, like, and I know I, I've heard this multiple times. If you if you don't start, you've already failed. And the the best the best kind of saying I heard on that, and it kind of just alluding to what you said, is uh, it was Les Brown. I love the saying. It's like he's walking in the road, he hears a dog whimpering. He says to the owner, "Why is your dog whimpering? He's lying on a nail." And he goes, "Well, why doesn't he move? It's not painful enough for him to move." So he's okay. The thought of moving was too much effort. So he'll just slide there and have the pain because it's not enough pain to make him to want to move. Well, this is what I was saying earlier on about like you've, you've got to reach that that moment. And I, I've said from like day one going into coaching, uh, and I, I genuinely mean this, like it's it's never going to be a case for me of just getting like numbers through the door and, mm. and seeing how many people I can get in. It's genuinely not, honestly. It's like I, I need to know. It, it's got to work both ways. So I need to know and be confident that I can help that person. Yeah. And by that, I don't mean I'm confident enough to um, to coach them or to provide training or anything like that. I've got to be confident enough that they're at, at the right stage. They they don't have to have it all figured out because that's mm. what I'm going to help them with. But they've got they've got to be committed. They've got to have decided and be at that stage where it's like I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make the effort. That's yeah. all I need. And if I'm speaking to somebody and I'm not getting the right feedback on that, it's like, I don't, again, I don't want to come across harsh, but I, I, don't, I don't want to work with that person because it's, it's not going to end well. They're going to end up disappointed. I'm yeah. going to end up frustrated. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not what I want. It's like, I, I fully get that people that I'm going to be working with are, uh, maybe been in the situation that they've been in for a hell of a long time. And they are, I mean, I spoke to someone the other day, like, a client that I started working with a few weeks back, and he said um, he said he was really, really nervous. He, I think he actually used the word scared at one yeah. point. Um, but at the same time, he was committed. So it was scaring him. But again, he wasn't running away from that. It was going, you've got to push through it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if you, if you what are you most important about? We always have these conversations with potential clients, and it's like, I'm always looking for, like, what, what questions are they asking? What, mm. what are they focusing their attention on? Is it on how much it's going to cost them? Um, which, again, I, I get that that's a factor. But for me, like any, any program that I've joined ever or will continue to join moving forward, the main thing that I'm looking for is what am I getting out of this? Mm. What value am I getting out of this? And if that is worth it to me, then that's it. That, that's all I need. Am I getting value out of this? Am I, am I going to get the result that I'm after? Yeah, joining this program or out working with this coach, and that, that for me is the right way to be approaching it. And if somebody's coming up to you and all they're asking you is about price, or they're starting making excuses about oh, I've not got time or whatever, it's that it's just it's putting out the wrong vibe straight away. It's, I'm, mm. I'm very, I'm very, 
adamant that like people have have got to have reached that point where they just think, no, no, something's got to change. I don't know how it's going to happen, but what I do know is I'm willing to put the effort into to do whatever I need to do because this has got to change. That that's the kind of person that I want to be working. And we, I guess I suppose with yourself and like I know I've been there and I've seen it with a lot of clients. I've seen clients get through successfully, and I've seen clients um kind of recoil and go away i just kind of is that and i find it more with kind of people that need to lose a fair bit of weight is that when they start losing the weight they start realizing why they gained it and that's something that they don't want to deal with because a lot of people tend to gain weight because of it it's a, a circumstance or a situation that happened and then when you start getting closer and closer to that goal you can't, they're using the weight as the problem. And now they have to address the real reason behind the weight gain because you only gain the weight because of situations or circumstances that you're in. Because yeah. um, if you're living your best life, you're not going to sabotage it consistently. Um, so just on that end, like if you, like, as you say, when you interview people or take book calls, when people are asking the right questions, they start asking about, then they start asking about pricing. You steam all in and then they want out. Do you reckon that to a point is they're just then going, he's going to make me deal with stuff that I don't think I can. Yeah. And then yeah, they go, yeah, 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 I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll call you in a few days. or I'll, I'll give Because you it, gets, it gets real. It yeah. gets real. So like initially, obviously they've reached out to you for a reason. Do you know what I mean? If they've, if they've contacted you, I mean, this particular person that I'm referring to contacted me. Hmm. Um, so clearly something that they've seen has resonated with them and made them think, yeah, this, this is what I need. Um, but then like I say, as the, as the conversation goes on, it's all well and good talking about it and me saying, right, well, this is how it work and this is what we do. And uh, then nodding along and going, yeah, yeah, that sounds, that sounds brilliant. But like I say, it then reaches a point where shit, this is, this is real now. Do you know what I mean? I've got to, if I say yes to this, this means I've got to start doing this and this means I've got to start doing this and this means I've got to start sticking to my word and this, and all those thoughts run through the head and then, like I say, the retreat back into that thinking and that mentality that's got them in the position that they're in in the first place. Yeah. So yeah, I do think it is that, and it is, it's, it's not easy. It's not, do you know what I mean? It's like, when I was 19 stone two, three and a half years ago, like you've rightly pointed out, like there's always something causing that. It's not just that I love food and I eat loads of it. It's like yeah. I, I I was fucking miserable at that point, like mi miserable. Do you know what I mean? I'd suffered with uh, anxiety and depression for years, yeah, many years. Um, and yeah, that there's, there's deep-rooted things that have often been there for like a long time that's caused yeah. it. So don't for a second like think that I'm saying that it's it's easy to, to sort out or it's easy for these people to, to make this decision to, to make a change because I, I fully get that it's not. I totally understand that it's not. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I do think it's when it starts to get real, it scares. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. I, but then you, you've, got to, you've got to commit. You, you're at that crossroads and it's right. Like, I've, yeah, I've, I, I do know deep down that this is what I want and I want that result, but it means X, Y, and Z. It means I'm going to have to do this. It yeah. means I'm going to, do you know what I mean? And it's, it does, it scares a lot of people off. And you, you know, you know firsthand and you've seen clients do it. And I, I know firsthand from just my own experiences running a gym, uh, all the ups and downs is that any sort of change, dramatic change or any sort of growth that needs to happen is scary. You're, it's a, uh, you get nervous. You're not sure. I've had, I don't know how many of those moments I've had in my life where, like when my son was born, and I'm sure you're the same. Like with your with, with your your son, is you 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 def, that switch flips as in who who do you want him to see you as? Who are you going to be? Are you going to be the dad that he goes to, or are you going to be the dad that he wants to do it? And um, you have to make changes. You have to like I want my son. Like you said yourself, you want your son to because he mimics you, and you're the guy he looks up to the most. And the same, I, I'm hoping my son's the same, um, is that when he grows up, he emulates things that I do 
as in he likes to stay healthy, he likes to eat healthy, he likes to be active, he's willing well, that's to... The, that's the thing with kids. They don't always listen to what you say and what you yes. tell them, but they'll always be watching what you do. Always. So you might tell them to do this or tidy the bedroom or that, and they'll just totally ignore you, but they'll always be watching what you do. Mm. So yeah. that's why it's vitally important to make sure that you're doing, like say, you're doing the right things and and uh, and you've got the right behaviours, but yeah, it's... I'm not, like I say, I'm, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's easy because it's not. But I, again, I did another, I did another post the other day on the back of something similar to what you've just said. So often, when you're in a bad place that's causing you to uh, basically abuse, you're abusing your body. When, mm -hmm. when you're like I was when I was 19 stone two, I was I was abusing my body. Do you know what I mean? I was treating it. In a, in a horrific way, like with everything I was consuming, food-wise, alcohol, uh, no fitness. I was abusing my body. Um, but when you're doing that, sometimes you can feel like it's not an issue because it's only you that's affecting. So if you're happy enough to put up with it, that's fine. But nearly every one of us has got someone. So we've not all got kids. Yeah. Even if you've not got kids... You've got parents, you've got a wife, potentially a partner, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews. We've all got somebody that life would be better for ours being better. Yeah. So if we were in a better place, that would have a positive impact on whoever that may be. So as what like I say, his wife, kids, whoever. So sometimes that's that's what you, you need to try and do. And like, if you can't get the leverage through yourself to make the changes that you need to make, who else who else can you use? Yeah. As a driver, do you know what I mean? To do what you need to do. Because like we've discussed, it's not easy, but who can you use? Is that going to spur you on to be a better dad? I mean, surely anybody that's got kids, anybody, it's a relatively easy decision as far as I'm concerned. It's like, yeah. regardless of how much how little self-worth I've got at that point, all I have to do is look at my son and think, how's it impacting him? Yeah. And like I say, that was a big driver for me. Like I could, I could see him get into the age where he's, he's, he now understands what I'm doing. Mm. So if I'm walking around looking like shit, acting like an idiot, feeling like shit, he, all that's going to, he, he's going to see every bit of that. Yeah. So surely anybody that's got kids, that's, that's, that's it. That should be a decent driver. Do you know what I mean? To, to make you do what you're, you don't really want to do because it's making you uncomfortable, but surely that's enough to, to look at it and think, right, that's 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 the that's the why. That's why I'm going to do it. And they'll grow up as, as that as being the norm. Yeah. So if they assume that's normal, then why would they think differently? Because again, like if you, a child only knows its environment. It doesn't know, like you have life experience. You know where you can be. You know where you are. Yeah, a, child, a child knows nothing. A child, a child learns everything, everything. Yeah, like they don't. They don't know a thing. They just they like you say they pick things up from the surroundings and and what they see on a day to day basis. So, but yeah, if you've got kids, sure, surely that's a a big big motivator for you to get started. Like I say, just just get started. You don't have to get to the finish line. Just get just get started. That's all you need to do. And the 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 the, the gasp bit is there is no finish line. Like I'm sure. No, it's not. No, that's a very good point. There's not. Well, there's only one finish line, and you avoid that as long as possible. Yeah, you are like, finished at that point. But like, if you look at like, and I, I say this to clients all, especially new clients to come into the gym, and I'm, I'm sure you're the same. I'm definitely the same. When people go, oh, uh, I'm saying a year from now, I'm going to be talking to a new client, and I'm going to be pointing you out in the gym and going, this is you a year from now. And they go, no, I'll never look like that. I'll never be like that. I said, but you know, the other thing is that person still has hangups about their fitness or their body because everyone has insecurities about how it doesn't far, it doesn't matter how much weight you lost, how stronger you get, all the achievements you get, you still have something about you that you kind of, I still kind of want to change something. I still want to do more. I still and it's not just that. It's, it's also um, a lot of it, whether, whether it does come like down to a, a fitness point of view or diet or uh, personal development or anything it needs to be a lifestyle change yes it's not it's not and that's one thing that i really really struggled with but up until very recently to be honest i, I was always because even 
prior to when I was at 19 Stone Toe, I was at my biggest before I started my most recent physical transformation. Prior to that, numerous times I'd been on different diets, uh, different gym plans, worked with different PTs, mm. and I was always all or nothing. So while I was on that plan, because I'm really competitive, like even with myself, if I'm doing something, I want to be the fucking best at it, or I want to do, I want to do it properly. Yeah. Um, like when I at the start of the the most recent transformation, like. When I was 19 stone toe, initially I started on a, I did like a 12 week transformation and I lost 52 pounds in that 12 weeks because I fucking hammered it. I did yeah. everything that I needed to do, did all my sessions, did all my cardio, ate like I should. But then when that finished, it's almost like, well, I'm done now. Mm. So then I'd fall off again for a couple of yeah. months. So then I'd have to go back. And that's something that I struggled with for, for ages to the point where I even had the conversation with my PT numerous times and said, you know what, when we've got to the end of this current plan, I genuinely don't know how I'm going to eat because I'm always, I've always been like for as long as I can remember, strict, bang on it, day in, day out, not have anything that I shouldn't have or eating what the fuck I want. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what it's like to have a balanced diet. And I know that sounds bad, but I, I genuinely don't know what it's like. So I'm worried that when I get to the end of this current plan, yeah, I'm going to look decent, but I, I don't know how to live my life from a, from a diet point of view yeah. because I've never, I've, 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 for so long I've been all in or all out. Yeah. And it's only until recently, like the last 12 months ago, that I've started to get a handle on that. And I'm 38 mm. and I've only just got to the stage where, now I have got a balanced diet and I've tracked my calories and I use my fitness pal and everything. And it gives me so much more flexibility because yeah. uh, I can mix up what I eat and how I eat it and when I, mean, I eat it. You can enjoy, you, you can enjoy yeah. things and yeah. you're still, you still hold, you hold yourself accountable. And I, I believe that, I know some people mightn't agree with this, but I believe that you should move every day. And when I mean move, I don't mean you need to like beast yourself in the gym. Like there is a time and a place and I, I love the gym and I love training. But there's days where I'm going to, I, every day I have to do something. There's not a day. And the days where I were like, yesterday was a day off in the gym, but then I had to do at least 20 minutes of stretching, at least yeah. 20 minutes. Because I, I have to feel like the body is yeah. designed to move. And I yeah. think when people understand, like, as you said, like it becomes a lifestyle. It's what you do. You're not giving up the world. You're just adding to it. Yeah. And even it is nice. Don't get me wrong. It is. It is nice to to have a target to aim for. When you initially start out, I'm not mm. saying there's anything wrong with if you start at a certain weight, saying, right, I want to lose two stone, or I want to get to this weight, or whatever. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there has to be the understanding that it doesn't just end there. Yeah. So you get to that goal, and it's like, right, cheers, thanks for that, Stephen. That was fucking brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And then they just toddle off and just go and do their own thing because... Yep. Three to six months down the line, they'll be exactly back where, where they started. So it's, there's got to be that understanding that, yeah, you, you're building new habits while you're achieving this goal. So you're, you're making changes to your diet, you're making changes to your fitness uh, regime and everything. But then you're finding a way to maintain them moving forward. And like I say, I've only just got to that stage now where, yeah. I mean, I set myself at the start of this year, I, I like to start and set myself things that are basically just non-negotiable now. So that I, I don't have those arguments with myself anymore. It's like, well, I can't be asked to do this. Or what. It's like, no, if it's non-negotiable, it just gets done. That's it. It's not, am I going to do it? It's, yeah. it's, and one of those was 10,000 steps a day. Mm. So, so I get 10,000 steps every single day now. It's yeah. not all for discussion. It's not, what is the weather like? Or can I be asked? Or am I tired? It's like 10,000 is the minimum every day. Um, which again in itself doesn't sound massive because anybody that's done 10,000 steps in a day, you don't have to go and walk 20 miles. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not that bad, but... But it's the consistency, I think. That exactly, exactly. Because all them, all them days where you normally only get, I mean, some days I'd only get like three and a half thousand because I'm, I'm sat down majority of the day when I'm working yeah. on my computer. So quite conceivably, I could have a day where I get three, three and a half thousand. So if, if you think how many days are in a year... Every single one of those days where I would have got three and a half, I'm getting ten. Yeah. If you add all those extra six and a half thousands up, and it's on its own, it doesn't look much. But if you add that up over a year, 
it makes a massive difference. And that's well, something anybody can do. It's quantifying. And we do that when, when it comes to nutrition. Like I had one guy, you'd have three cans of Coke a day. And I, quanti I quantify everything. So I, I put it into a year. So it's 1,800 cans. I think it was 1,800 cans of Coke a year. Add that to the sugar content that he's consuming. And he completely stopped. He just got, oh, my God. And goes, it was only three a day. I was like, yeah, but three times seven times 52. So I mean, on its own, it doesn't seem much, does it? Three a day. So like you're, you're 6,000, 6,500 extra steps a day over a year. That's that extra. You're burning, you're moving, your body's getting more like benefit from it. And it's not, like as you said, it's not the hardest thing in the world to do, but it's just being that little bit consistent. And I like that trying to talk that you have in regards to like there's non-negotiables. Uh, I started that a few years ago and I started with cold showers, everyday cold shower. And I think I got like to 320 something days in a year where I, I had cold showers. I love uh, cold showers. Uh, well, I don't. I, 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 I love the after that. But no, what I mean by it is like, I'm a, and this kind of reverts back to what we were talking about earlier on. I'm a big believer that I, I've heard a lot of people say, uh, I know David Goggins has said it a lot, that you should do at least one thing every day that you don't want to do. Yep. Make yourself do something every day, at least once, that you don't want to do. Yep. And that's a brilliant thing for me. So when I first started doing cold showers, the main benefit that I got from it was when I'd get out, I'd feel really awake and like alert and ready for the day, which I still do. But as we've got into the winter, because the, the pipes must get like colder in the winter, because I, I swear to God that water has gone down at least another 10 degrees since it got to winter. Honestly, it's unbelievable. Do you know when you get brain freeze when you eat ice cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I get now when I get out of the shower. It's, it's horrific. Um, but yeah, the main benefit I get out of it now is the resilience yeah. that it builds in me. Because every month, I'll never get to the stage where, when I look forward to doing that, ever. Yeah. I'll never get to the stage where I, I don't not want to do it. But the fact that day in, day out, I still make myself mm. over time. Again, it comes back to that word that you've used, consistency. Yeah. Every day I do that, that's building resilience up. By making myself do that every single morning when I don't want to do it. And it reverts back to that, again, that we're talking about with the gym and results and everything. If you're only willing to show up on the days when you can be bothered, yeah. it's never going to work, ever. Because if it was that easy, we'd all be doing it. Exactly. Everybody would be doing it. Everybody would have the results. Nobody would be fat. Nobody would be out of shape. If it was that easy, everybody would be doing it. You've got to be willing to do it on the days when you don't want to do it. Because there's going to be loads of them. Loads and, of and, them. and more more of them than there is the motivation days. Yeah, of course there is. Yeah, because it's not there is. Don't get me wrong, some days you'll wake up with a springy step and you've had a good night's sleep and you're actually looking forward to getting a bit of a sweat on. But the majority yeah. of the time, especially this time of year, you're gonna get up, it's gonna be cold, it's gonna be dark, it's gonna be you're gonna be knackered, you've not slept well. I mean, last few nights I, on the estate that I live on, it's like at the top of a hill, so it's really windy and it's making a right racket at night. Uh, and that's been waking me up. So last thing I wanted to do this morning, the very last thing I wanted to do this morning was get up, come downstairs, get ready, have a bit of something to eat, then get a cold shower, then drive 25 minutes to the personal trainer. That's the last thing I wanted to do this morning. Yeah. So if I was going purely on feelings, I wouldn't have gone. Well, exactly. I'm, more bothered about, I'm more bothered about the result. That's what I'm bothered about. And that, one of the coaches that I work with, says it all the time and it all I always say to myself like when I'm feeling like that it's like commitments over feelings mm. don't go with your feelings because you never like you've just said majority of the time you're not going to feel like it you're yeah. not going to want to do it so if you're reacting purely on your feelings you're never going to get anywhere because you're very 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 rarely going to jump out of bed skip downstairs and go to the gym it's not going to happen you there's going to be that understanding that you don't you're not going to want to do it but you're going to do it anyway. You're going to commit to it and you're going to do it anyway because over time you'll see the benefits and you'll, you'll eventually you'll get the result that you want to get. Exactly. And you know when people talk about delayed gratification, like so if you if you make a decision to either, again, work with someone like yourself or join a gym or just start the process of living a better life, it's this time next year. But you can you can make that into a mini, a mini win 
with delayed gratification. So if you get up and you don't want to shower, but you have it, you don't want to go to the drive 25 minutes to the gym, but you do it. You don't want to do the workout, but you do it. The delayed gratification is that when you're going to bed that night, you are happy that you completed those tasks that you didn't want to do because it's, it's that initial kind of, I don't want to do it, but the win, and I always think about winning the day, winning the morning, if I get out of bed, if I go for a run, which I started running was one of my non-negotiables because I hate it so much. And I set the challenge that I'm going to run and start running, get, make running so comfortable um, that I never, I can always run no matter what. And that was one of my things, but so many mornings, the alarm will go off at five. Nah, don't want to do it. Don't do it. And there's a 20 minute conversation before I actually drag my ass out of the bed and get out the door. Well, it's um, weird because often like, so in that scenario where the alarm goes off, you don't want to get up, you snooze, you end up sacking it off. The reason why you do that is because you want comfort. So you want the comfort of not having to get up when it's cold and it's dark. You want the comfort of staying in your nice comfy bed and you want the you want to avoid the discomfort of the work you're going to have to put in at the gym but what you need to realize is that's only going to you're doing all that to seek this comfort the actual opposite is going to be the case because once all that's passed so you've had your extra half an hour in bed you've sat the gym session off later on in that day you're then going to have the discomfort of not having done what you said you were going to do, yeah. not being any further down the line towards your goal. So it's having the opposite effect of what you think it's having at the time. Yeah. You think it's making you, it's giving you comfort by not going. It's giving you the exact opposite. Whereas like you said, when you flip it on its head and you take that little bit of discomfort on initially, so you do drag your ass, ass out of bed, you do go and do the session even though you don't really want to, I guarantee you by the time you come out of that, you feel miles better for doing it. Now you are further towards your goal. So now you're far from uncomfortable. Yeah. You're buzzing, do you know what I mean? Because you, 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 you can look yourself in the mirror. You know that you're not full of shit. You've stuck to your words. Because that's a big thing as well, especially in men. No man wants to be full of shit. Yeah. They don't, do you know what I mean? So it's like the more you can do to be able to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say, you know, I'm proud of myself today because I really didn't. I, often, like, I fucking moan to my girlfriend all the time and say, honestly, I can't tell you anything I'd less rather do than this fucking gym session now. But I've, every single time, I feel so much better for doing it after. And it's yeah. like, who's like you, you was running a, as an example. Who's ever done a cardio session and felt worse after? Ever. Unless they've in, injured themselves. Yeah. Never, ever, ever, as anybody in the history of the world, no matter how much they didn't want to do it before, has ever felt worse after. And deep down, we all know this. We all know, because we'll have all done it at some point and thought, fuck it, I feel, feel miles better for that. feel yeah. so much more awake, so much more alert. We all know the benefits, what are on the other side. But again, sometimes it just comes down to that. We don't want it enough. We yeah, don't want I, it enough. I, th I think uh, one of the things you, you said there is, uh, I suppose I've never really looked... I've never thought of it like that, but it kind of resonated a fair bit. Is like every man wants to be proud of themselves. I think that's a big thing. Deep down, who doesn't? Oh, oh, if you go up to any man and say, "Would you like to be known as full of shit?" No man's going to say yeah, rather. No man at all. And like I say, even if it's not to other people, there's a big thing for me when it comes to integrity. Like just with yourself, forget anybody else, because the most important relationship you will ever have is the one you've got with yourself. Yeah. And I include everybody in that. I don't care if you've got a wife. I don't care if you've got kids. The most important relationship you'll ever have is the one you've got with yourself. Well, and if that's, not, if that's not good, it's going to affect all your other relationships anyway. So it's no good saying that, that you prioritise your kids or your wife because yeah. if your relationship with you is shit, your relationship with them is going to suffer on the back of it. So if it's like... If you can't be proud or happy in yourself, then like you said, you, you, if you... How are you meant to look after your nearest and dearest if you can't look after yourself? Correct. I see that I see that happen a lot. I gotta do A, B, and C for everyone else. I said if you're not spending time on yourself, you're gonna to get to a point where you can't look after A, B, and C or your family or your nearest and dearest because and it's always gonna have a knock-on effect. Like say, if you can't trust yourself, no one else will trust you. 
Yeah. No one else will trust you. So your partner or your wife will lose trust in you. Yeah. Because they'll start and see that you're full of shit and they'll start and see that you don't back up what you say you're going to do. So it's, yeah. it's a big, big thing. It's a big, it's a big thing like doing, doing what you say you're going to do, following through on something. And like I say, just having that understanding that anything in life that you want that's worth having is never going to be easy. Because if it was easy, everybody would have it. Exactly. Everybody would have it. So you've got, you can't want the result and you can't look at someone else and see their transformation or see their result or see their life or whatever it is that you want that they've got yeah, and not be willing to do what they did in order to get it. I did a, a Facebook Live where I talked about it the other week and uh, I was using the example of somebody that wants abs. So I've, I've never been one of those people that wants to have a six-pack, which is lucky because I'll never fucking have one. But um, I'm very, very aware that if I changed my mind at any point and I decided I did want a six-pack, I'd have to do what someone with a six-pack does. Yes. I'd have to eat in the way that somebody that's got a six-pack eats. I'd have to train in the way that somebody that's got a six-pack trains. And I'm very aware of that. Mm. And that's what a lot of people won't do. They'll look at the six-pack and they'll want it, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get it. Yeah. And that, that, like I say, you don't just have to use that example. You can take that further into any transformation that they want. It's people looking at the result, but not being willing to do what it yeah. takes to get there. And I think another another thing that is that, is that six-pack or like the six-pack abs, big shoulders, big arms... And then the like same same variation for women is that is an extreme way of training for ninety nine percent of people. Health, fit, strong does not mean that oversized aesthetic that's look. And that's why it's never it's never been something, and it never will be something that I aspire to do because I I know what it would take. Yeah, and I'm not well, I'm open and honest enough to say that I'm I'm not willing to do it. No way. And I think for most people that even do that, it's not healthy for them. The amount no, of I like, don't think it is. everything they're doing, the the, the the way they eat, it's not 100% healthy. But that, I look, I get that's your job and your career and your influence, you make money out of it, and that's your thing. All fairness, fair play to you. But edu- telling people that if you do my program and you're going to look like this, then, and you're lying because you're just asking them to, to change their diet or yeah. do a few things or you're trying to sell them a bunch of supplements. But I think for 99%, like you say, they don't need, they just need to be healthy, they need to move more, more energy, sleep better, better quality of life, still enjoy a few of the finer things in life um, and then live a good life, which is kind of the goal. Like you're saying, live it like you want to have, you want to be happy in yourself. You want to be happy with your, your family, your friends, and you want to well, be productive. That, for me, that's the, like, with the, the people that I'm working with, that's like, as I alluded to earlier on, like, it's the starting point for me, getting those basics right. It's no good as talking about you wanting to take the world on and you want to do this and that and the other with your life if you can't even take care of the, the bog standard basic things, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. your water intake, having some control on your diet, um, getting at least... X amount of steps in a day, doing a little bit of exercise. If you can't, if you can't stick to those simple things, it's no good talking about everything else. So I'll, I'll always, that's always where I'll, I'll start with somebody. Then we can start working on the other stuff once we've got all that nailed down. Um, but yeah, that's that's a big thing for me. I, one of the reasons why I wanted to get into coaching and personal development is I, I just find it so sad. I think there's so many people at the minute that are living a life that's just fucking boring, to be honest. And I was as well. I'm speaking from experience because I did this for a long, long time. And it's just like going back to what we were saying earlier on about this being the only the only shot that you get at it. And it's like, that's that's real. You, you are only getting this this one go. And I think there's, there's far too many of us that are just wasting that opportunity. And we're going to have so many... I think it's bad at the minute from a mental health point of view anyway. Yeah. I think it's as bad as it's ever been um, at the minute. I don't think like the last couple of years have probably helped. That's probably made it worse, to be honest, with everything that's been going on. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think there's so many people that are 
even if they're feeling like shit now, they're going to feel 10 times worse when they get to 50. Yeah. And then they've not done anything about it because it's like, you're not getting the chance to turn the clock back now. That's that's it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, that, that's damage, it. Damage is yeah. pretty much done. Yeah, you don't, you don't get another, another goal at it. So yeah, that's a, a big driver for me. So um, that that's one of the main things that, that got me into it. Because again, I, I just want to, like I said at the start, I want to, I want to help people go on the journey that I've been on. Yeah. Like the, the benefits from a personal development point of view that I've, I've like the habits that I've picked up, the, the lessons that I've learned over the last 12 months is, is mind blowing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's life changing. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm being serious when I say that, like, I mean, properly life changing. And that's what I want to be able to do for other people. And where, like, I, I suppose, like, you kind of answered kind of that, but what, what was the point, what was the catalyst point for you to go, right, I'm going to, I'm going to create, inspire, I'm going to start working with guys and I'm going to help them get there. So what was the, the trigger or the catalyst for you to go, because you were doing it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to, I'm going to help other people. Well, one of the, the main things that I picked up working on my own personal development is learning about what you truly value as yeah. a person. So like what do you, I spent a lot of my life probably suffering from depression and anxiety. And there was other reasons behind it, but things that probably contributed to it carrying on or it getting worse or whatever is I spent so much of my life doing things that I didn't value. So I used to go out and get pissed all the time with my mates. But deep down, I didn't value that. I was doing that because that's what they were doing. That's that's not what I wanted to be doing. Um, working in jobs that I hated, absolutely hated. Mm. So I'm spending like a massive portion of my life, again, doing something I don't value at all. And I'm a big believer in that, like, being honest with yourself. Because I, I think deep down, even if we're not acting it out, I think if we all look at we, we know deep down what we truly value. Yeah. Do you know, when we sat there by, by ourselves, just no one else there in his own head and think about it, we, we know, we know what means things to us. And I've always, I've always kind of like been interested in helping people. I've always, it's funny, I'm, I'm going on a charity trip to Zambia in July. And it's something that I've always said from a young age that I wanted to do, do charity work in a foreign country. I've done different fundraising things in this country when I've did different challenges and things, but I've always wanted to do it in a foreign country and I'm going in July. Um, but that's something I wanted to do from a young age. So I kind of, I kind of know that that's been one of my values yeah. from day one, really, because it's like I say, I'm 38 now and that's been something that's been with me for a long time. So I think there's always been that thing inside me that I've liked helping people. Um, and just from a, a personal development point of view, see, I kind of got into personal development, I think slightly different to what the majority do. So I think a lot of people will reach out to a coach or something normally when they're the lowest, mm -hmm. you know, kind of when they've got to the stage where they think, fucking, I just don't know how to fucking get out of this. So I need somebody to tell me. Yeah. I think, I think that's normally how people get into it. Whereas when I got into it last year, a lot of the issues that I'd had prior to that leading up to it, so like issues with anxiety and depression and things like that, I'd kind of got a handle on them at that point. And for me, it was about, it was more about, I'd reached a stage where I think once I had got an handle on those things, I kind of sat there and thought, I feel okay now. Yeah. But then I thought, yeah, but I don't want to feel okay. Okay, it's fucking boring. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to just, is this, I, I suppose I kind of felt, is this it? Do you know what I mean? I've struggled with all that shit for years and years and years and felt horrible and um, and now I've got a handle on it and this this is it. I kind of felt like, no, there's there's got to be more, to, there's got to be more than this, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's when I started looking into it and looking into the personal development side of it. And to be honest, from, from minute one, before I signed up to my first coach, I just knew I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to like, it wasn't a case of like dipping my toe in and go, oh, well, we'll, we'll see how this is. The more I looked into it, the more I knew that's what was missing from my life. Um, working on myself, um, like all the planning side of it, like journaling and things like that. It's fucking massive. It's massive. 
He's oh, massive. Huge. He's massive. Um, so, yeah, just all things like that, creating a life that excites me, which is exactly, like I say, it's exactly as I've described it for the people that I want to be working with moving yeah. forward. I, I want to help people create a life that excites them. Do you know what I mean? That really, really fucking lights a fire in the belly and, and get, makes them want to jump out of bed in the morning rather than... Because I think, that, again, I said it on a, a Facebook post the other day, but I think too many of us, we're not even living, we're just existing. Yes. If, if you're, if you're going to do a job Monday to Friday that you fucking barely even like anyway, you're coming home at the weekend, you're not really doing that much, you might be having a drink, you might be watching a bit of fucking shit telly or whatever, and then you're getting back up Monday and doing it all again. That's not living. That's existing. It's... And I find it so sad that there's so many people. Like I say, I'm not being a hypocrite. I, I was one of them for a long time, a long, long time. But I, I, I just, it doesn't sit well with me that there's so many people living a life like that because there's so, so much more that we can be doing with it. Do you know what I mean? Go and do more of the shit that you really enjoy, that you really like, yeah. that gets you really excited. Go and do more of that while you've got the chance because eventually you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to, it's going to be no good turning around and jacking that shit job in when you're 50. You may as well stick with it at that point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be no good thinking about ending that relationship that you've been in for the last 10 years that deep down you know you shouldn't be in because you don't really like each other, you don't really get on, but you're, just, you're scared of being on your own. Do you know what I mean? You can't do anything about that when you're 50. It's too late then. You may as well just stay together. Same as all these experiences. Like People say, oh, I'd love to do this one day. I'd love to do that the other day. Go and do it. Yeah. Go and do it. Nothing's stopping you. Do you know what I mean? Go and do it. That's a big thing. A lot of people are not. I like. I, I kind of like to like. I get set targets, and set expectations of the year. And I was like, I want to. I want to do this A, B, and C, and D. And people, and you get like, oh, well, why would you do that? I was like, because it's an experience, and whether it's going to be a really good experience, like I, I think everything, everything in life is an experience, and what you take from it, you can always take a positive from every experience whether it's the experience was a bad one or a good one, or you break up with someone or you leave your job or you get sacked. There's always a positive end to it. If you look, well, look it's, funny it. you should, it's funny you should say that because the negative experiences for me are the best ones because mm. they're the ones that make you grow. Yeah. In fact, we often seek this comfort, but if you went through a life where you didn't have any of these negative experiences and nothing was hard, it'd be fucking boring. Yeah. It'd be boring because you never learn anything. Exactly. It's, it's, it's the struggles and the hard parts that that's where you learn. That's where that's where you grow. That's where you you become a bigger person. Yes. Through things like that. So if you go seeking this comfortable life all the time and dodging all these different challenges and things, it's like all the things that I've been doing, like over the last twelve months. Like I've done a skydive. I did Via Ferrata. Um, and I'm petrified of heights. Mm. And tr trust me when I say that, like, ask any, anybody that knows me well knows that I am shit scared of heights. But that's why I'm doing it. Because I, at one point in my life, I used to convince myself I'd never be able to do anything like that. I used to have that negative mentality, I'll not be able to do this, I'll not be able to do that, I can't do this. I'd see somebody else do it and go, yeah, but it's different for them. I, I can't do it because of this, this, this. Getting, that's, that's the main aim for me now, getting past all that bullshit. And mm. I've proved, you know what I mean? At one minute I'm saying I don't like heights, the next minute I'm jumping out of a plane at 15,000 feet. That just goes to show that it's just, it, you've got to get past your own bullshit. Yeah. That's all it is, you know what I mean? Get all those stories out of your head and go and prove to yourself that you can do it. Uh, and the bigger challenge that you set yourself, when you do do it and you come out the other side, the amount of pride that you take from it yeah. and the amount of confidence that you take from it that you then take on further into your life and that's how you grow if you dodge situations like that and you seek out this comfort all the time you don't you don't grow at all you just you're just floating along in life yeah and i yeah i like i like you, you you're saying the same things that i i think a lot you have to put yourself out of your comfort zone to grow and then the experience like again you don't want to be just kind of sitting there if you did on your deathbed or the day you get to the gates of heaven, whatever you believe, or you're going to hell, it doesn't matter where you're going, if whatever you believe, whatever your faith is, or whatever is going on in your brain. But on the last day, how are you going to look back? Like, you're going to look back with a ton of regrets going, I got through it, or I'm glad I did this, and my family's happier, and I'm happier. And like, it's it, I, like I, I, used, I used my body and I used my mind to the, to the point where it's now it's time to go. 
That's it's, the no, it's no coincidence. You know, when somebody has a near-death experience, yeah, it's no coincidence that every time that happens, their outlook on life drastically changes. Yeah. And how they behave drastically changes because they've been that far to not having that opportunity anymore. Mm. And the shit scared because they're thinking, I, I could have gone then having not done this, not done that, not done the other. So now I've got this second chance. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do fucking everything. And yeah. it shouldn't take a near-death experience to understand that one day you're not going to be here anymore. Yeah. So we need to start thinking like that more in his everyday life rather than just when we're on his deathbed. Do you mm. know what I mean? Understand, because like I said it before, I know it's a cliche, I, I, I hate that. I hate cliches because they just get thrown around and like nobody really takes any notice of them yeah. because it's sort of the cliche. But there's no truer statement than that. Like, this is not some kind of like hippie bullshit that I'm coming out with. It's you only get one shot at it. That is it. That is guaranteed. That's not my opinion. That's not your opinion. That is fact. Mm. So make the most of it. Do you know what I mean? Don't get to because if you're feeling shit now that you're not doing X, Y, or Z or your life's not where it wants to be, but you do nothing about it. Just think how shit you're then going to feel when you get to 50. And then some of the things that you're worried about now, you can't change or it's pointless changing because it's too late. Yeah. So do something about it now. And the other, the other thing that I, put, like, I, I think people go wrong is they get too hung up on the past. So they'll start dwelling on what they've not done. Yes. And the things that they've not changed previously. It's like, don't worry about that because you can't do anything about that now. But what you can do, what you 100% can do, is decide what happens from this day on. That's 100% in your hands. Yes. And I'm a firm believer of that, same as like people that, don't get me wrong, I know a lot of people have had certain things happen in their life that have been bad or that have probably caused them to be in the position that they're currently in. Yes. So that could be a, it could be a bad relationship. It could be a, a bad childhood. I, I get that there's a lot of, again, I'm speaking from experience, so I know there's a lot of reasons why people could be where they are now. And again, I don't want this to come over as being too harsh, but let's use the example of if something did happen in your childhood. So if something happened in your childhood and you struggled with that throughout your life, when you were a child and that was happening to you, you didn't really have a choice. Mm. You didn't have a say in the matter. Do you know what I mean? It's like you were a child. It's whatever's happened, happened. But now you're a full-grown adult. And you're in charge of the decisions that you make, the thoughts that you have, what you choose to do or not do is down to you now. Yeah. So whatever's happened to get you to the stage where you've got, that's fine. But whatever happens moving forward is down to you and you've got to accept that. You've got to take ownership of that. Yeah. So you've got to, because too many people sometimes will hang on to the thing that's got them to where they are now and use it as an excuse for why they're then not going to move forward. And I, I there's a there's a thing that I, I heard. I, I was I listened to a, a different um, a psychologist, and it was about when you when you look back on the past or you have a, a feeling or emotion attached to something, is that if you say I'm angry about the past or what happened to you, let's say as a child or anything for that matter that was a, a, a bad experience, rather than uh, instead of saying that, God, I feel angry about the past. I'm angry about the past yeah. means you're angry as a person now yeah, yeah, yeah. about the past. Right. But I feel angry about that situation. Yeah. How I feel today is up to me. Oh, well, all that just comes out to language, doesn't it? It's like, again, that's, that's massive. That's a big, big thing. Like how you talk to yourself yeah. is huge, massive. Just little tweaks, like you've just yeah. said, make a, a huge difference. Um, yeah, I was having this conversation with someone the other day um, about the word can't mm. like when you're saying I can't do something but so yeah 100 percent confident then that there's no physical way that you can do that task that you're saying or are you just not trying hard enough or yeah. not tried another way or because if you're saying you can't that that to me means it's physically impossible but often when people are using the word can't it's not that they can't it's just either that they've not tried another way or they've not tried hard enough or whatever. So, yeah, language is massive. Oh, yeah. How, how you choose to word things. But, yeah, I think that's a a big thing. I think we've all got a reason as to why 
we've ended up in the situation that we don't want to be in. But for me, we've all also got a decision as to how we deal with that moving forward and how we choose to use it moving forward. So do we use it as an excuse to not do the work to get the result that we want? Or do we use it as a driver to go out and do the work to get the result that we want? Two, Two totally different ways of looking at it. There's something that often gets shared on social media. I see it all the time, every now and again, where there's the... There's two brothers and one's an alcoholic and one's a really successful multimillionaire businessman, mm. a wife, three kids. And somebody went up to them both and asked, how did you end up where you are? And they both answered with the same answer and said, my dad was an alcoholic. Yeah. So one's obviously used it as the reason yeah. So why they are, whereas the other ones used it as a driver and say, well, that, that's that's all I need to push me in the other direction. So it's all about how you use mm. the situation and the scenario that's got you to where you are now. You can use it as something to hang on to, which again, I, I keep saying it, I don't want it to sound harsh, but sometimes it's a fact that people will hang on to that because that gives them an excuse to not do the work. Yeah. They've got something to fall back on. It's that it's it's because of that. It's that's fault. It's that's fault. Because then they don't have to go. It's my fault. Yeah. Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not willing to put the work in. So it's not. But it's not my fault. It's that's fault. Or you can use it as a driver and go. Do you know what? That was fucking shit that happened. But because of that, I'm going to do this. Yes. So it's all about how you frame it. That that is it, massive. Like you say, it's asking the right questions, the right word. Um. I know. Like we're we're kind of pushing near the hour, and I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, um. There's always a question I like to ask people. And most people say, oh, what do you look for? What do you aspire to? And I find that this question kind of stumps people a little bit. Um, but you really get, I think you really get good answers out of it. So um, what would be your biggest fear? And it can be like, as I say to people, it can be like a work thing. It can be about family. Um, and I always, I, like I always say my one, my biggest fear is... And it's kind of based off that story you told about the two guys with the, the dad issue and uh, what way they took it is I want to be the dad that my son deserves. My, I'm my daughter. Sorry, I have a daughter now. So uh, I can't forget her. But my biggest fear is not, is not being that person um, because I didn't have it. I didn't have it as well as I, 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 I kind of what I would have wanted. And that would be one of my biggest fears is falling short on being the dad regardless of what the business does or what i do as a person and what you think of me and what other people think of me at the end of the day it's what my kids see yeah. and what my kids want that's my biggest fear is so when they grow up what will they say about me yeah. because of because of my own experiences so to kind of the, the question to you what would it be for you or yeah it'd go back to what we we're talking about earlier which was one of the main drivers for me getting into um, coaching and personal development and everything else my, my biggest fear would be having regrets mm. so getting 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 to a certain stage in my life not necessarily the end of my life but so far down the path to a point where I look back and I go I wish I'd done that differently Yeah, I wish I'd done this and don't get me wrong I'm not saying I'm going to go through life and get everything perfect but I don't want to have any regrets I don't want to. I don't want to look back and think. I really wanted to do that, but I didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. Or I, I knew deep down that I should have gone for that. And because I'm a firm believer in whatever it is that you want to do, there's already somebody else doing. Numerous other people doing it. Yeah. So why can't you? It's like often. Don't get me wrong. I know there's like. I'm not talking. Like when you you go to your extreme, so like when I'm talking, I'm not saying that because I like football, I could just turn around and be a professional footballer. I'm not talking about things like that, but when it's something, coaching is a perfect example. So I knew for a long time that this was like something that I really valued, I was really passionate about, and that deep down I really wanted to do. But I convinced myself for a long time, you you'll know what it's like yourself. You come up with, because it's scary, because mm-hmm. it's new, and because I've not done it before, you get all them bullshit reasons coming into your head as to why you can't do it. 
And once I got past them, I committed to doing it because I know that it's what I wanted to do. But I did that for that reason that I've just said, I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to turn around further in life and go, do you know what? I knew that I wanted to go into that and I just didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. That's exactly why I've done it. And I've not got it all figured out. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I don't know if it'll work good, bad, average. I don't know. But I'm willing to do what I need to do and find out because I don't want to have any regrets. So that, that'd be the biggest thing for me, just not having not having any regrets. No, that's brilliant. It's a good answer. Um, so, Craig, for people that are listening to this, and if, if you're a guy and you're, 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 you like what Craig's saying, and where would people find you? I know that, like, I'll we'll put you, like, your Facebook link and all that on the comments, but is there any uh, other social media that you're on? No, well, at the minute, I've got, uh, I've got my Instagram, which is... Um, inspire underscore coaching um, my own I'd probably just say go to my own personal uh, Facebook page at the minute uh, Craig Jones uh, because uh, you'll know yourself like with how Facebook play about with it and all the algorithms and everything yes. it'd be, it's, I'm, I'm putting a lot the vast majority of stuff through my own personal page at the minute uh, so yeah just go on my personal Facebook page or my Instagram uh, page and yeah if there's anybody out there that's uh, that be interested in having a chat with me or potentially working with me or anything that I've said resonated with you, then by all means, drop me a message. Yeah. And guys, um, if you like the show, please give us a like and subscribe again, a follow a positive comment. If any of what we spoke about today resonates with you, you've been in that situation again, come below uh, and let us know. And then if we can help in any way, if Craig can help in any way, sure we can, we can put, I can send his links on to you and, Maybe this could be the one thing, the catalyst that helps you get started. Um, so from me and from Craig, thank you for listening and I will see you on the next one. Every time my alarm goes off. Depends on the sport a little bit, but it just, it, if need to worry, they're bad at what I change. I'm so excited to hit this workout. Yeah. I'm so glad my parents never left me. You're listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast.